0: when you could name drop French Montana and the Kardashians that's <laughs> i mean that's like uh, yeah no big deal we're uh, we're just hanging with the Kardashians and uh, French Montana
1: The Fred Minnick show is brought to you by Mickler's American whiskeys and by 291 Colorado whiskey <laughs> Hey guys, it's producer Pamela And I just want to interrupt for a second To let you know that Fred's doing an in-person event On February the 13th At the Hard Rock Orlando Only 50 people allowed Completely socially distanced And in adherence to all of Universal Studios' COVID precautions Visit fredminick.com for more information The limited show is also debuting His new sidekick, Tater Don't miss this Now back to the show
0: Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. we got a different bit of an episode this week. Normally I'm talking to musicians, actors, artists, people who are outside of the spirits industry, but this week we're actually talking to two founders of a new spirits and champagne company called Billionaires Row. Um, William Benson and Patrick Dutton are both really successful entrepreneurs Outside of the spirits industry, and they're coming into this game as a completely, with a completely outsider's perspective of how to grow a spirits brand, and because they have such a unique background, and because they have uh, this incredible background in like investing and trying to create lifestyle brands, I thought they were a pretty cool guess. And I wanted to get him on. And as you can see, you're going to get some tips. You're going to get some marketing tips, and you're going to get some tips on on where to invest. Let's just put it this way. You might want to listen because both of these gentlemen have done quite well for themselves in the market and investing. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode with the gentleman from Billionaire's Row. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a -a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado Whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291 coloradowhiskeycom Ride it like you stole it, drink it like you own it, live fast,
2: drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's for Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery, it's all about the whiskey.
0: Joining the Fred Minnick Show are the founders of Billionaire's Road. You know, as a big Kentucky Derby uh, fan, I'm obviously in love with Millionaire's Row. So when I hear Billionaire's Row, I'm like, all right. And those are uh, the founders are William Benson and Patrick Duton. Thanks for joining the show, gentlemen.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Now let's take a. So. Uh, now, when you all when you all came out, you you came out with a champagne, and you came out with a with a brandy. And, you know, I have to tell you, gentlemen, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of like new like beverage companies have that one 2 punch. What were you all what was the strategy behind coming out with a champagne and, and, and brandy back to back?
3: I think, uh, Scotty, you want to you want to you want to jump in or you want me to. No,
0: definitely. Take- <laughs> sure,
3: sure. I think. um With just the success of Billionaires Row in general, I think that we saw a void in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We also saw that uh, the sales of Brown uh, by 2024 are gonna be probably leading in all spirits categories. So, and we also saw that there was a specific demographic that was consuming that product, and they looked a lot like me and Patrick. And, um, you know, coming from where we come from, you know, we do know um, just growing up in the struggle there were liquor stores on our corners, there were certain things that affected our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just looked at, we looked at that, of course, our upbringing and in how we could be disruptive in the marketplace. And so understanding that the two biggest consumers of cognac right now is Detroit and, and, and in New York, uh, Brooklyn to be exact. We wanted to be able to capitalize in a growing market, a growing sector of the market, and also, um, Introduce the world to something that we felt that was competitive and it could kind of be disruptive and shake up the marketplace.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, like you all, you all have, um, you're, you're launching in the middle of a, of a pandemic. What's, what's that been like?
4: It's I think for us, it it was for most companies, it's, it's a definite turning point for us. It was a success. Um, we, we felt like the the actual pandemic was uh, the best thing that ever happened to our company. Um, We were able to go back to the drawing board, um, key in on some stuff. And and to Benson's point, first company to ever do it, to have both products in the market. And um, definitely within our 90 days in the market, we've just signed up with City Cabaret, which is the largest uh, uh, nightclub in the nation. So we're super excited with all the good feedbacks that we're getting with both products.
0: Well, I tasted, I don't know if you all, if you had a, a chance to see this, but I tasted your your brandy on uh, on a previous show and I have to tell you it's pretty damn good. It's oh, pretty thank damn you. Good.
3: Thank you. And let,
0: thank you. Hey, let's let's go ahead. Let's let's talk a little bit about about doing doing a brandy versus like, you know, bourbon so hot and then you have like rum c- kind of goes back and forth. You you all chose uh, chose a brandy kind of an XO style and kind of like the style of cognac. Uh, what, what was the, what were you, what was kind of the, the strategy behind that over, you know, some of the other spirits in the market?
3: Well, I think what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of keep the same essence and energy from the, the, the hoopla from the champagne. Mm -hmm. Um, we were blessed to be able to align ourselves with some really big celebrities and some iconic figures. And we wanted to be able to one into the market effectively. Uh, with the we feel a price point that was competitive or is competitive to our competitors in this play in this space. Um, but one of the big narratives that we we push is we don't sell uh, cognac and we don't sell champagne. We sell a lifestyle and an experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what separates us from most brands is that we focus on the experience that we give the consumer. Even if you are home by yourself and you're enjoying this um, this cognac your experience and I'm, I can see it right now on your face it takes you places and that's what we want to do with our consumers we want to take them places um, and you know uh, and I think we're doing a great job at it
0: well this this is my so my favorite cocktail and I don't think my listeners even know this because I'm always just doing straight tasting notes but my favorite cocktail is the sidecar and when I t- when I taste this brandy I go back to sitting in and Paris and Bellagio. Having, oh, a, nice. having a sidecar with my wife, you know.
4: Nice, nice.
3: Nice, nice. Very nice.
0: So you're 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 uh, in some nightclubs. Do you all have like a, like a couple signature cocktails that you like to to do with the brandy?
4: Yeah. So we were fortunate to have one of the top leading restaurants, which is Prime 112. Um, they uh, we did uh, Art Basel about two years back. And the actual bartenders that that was actually a bartender at Prime One Twelve been there for fifteen years, um, and she designed our cocktail, which is Twelfth in Ocean. We do have a cocktail that's called the Presidential. Uh, both co- cocktails are, are wonderful. We can't wait to definitely share that that particular recipe to have some of your listen listeners definitely chime mm-hmm. in on definitely.
0: So, both of you all have a really incredible uh, backgrounds and you know you you come from the investment side of the world you come from like high level marketing um and you know you know i read in one of the one of your interviews about like how many things happen after six o'clock you know and that you're always like you know the um you know taking people to dinner uh doing you know special activities after hours is is a big part of of business and the pandemic has essentially taken all of that away as as investors how 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 do people make up for that kind of like lost one-on-one restaurant bar time in the in the middle of this pandemic
3: um i think i think there's been a huge transition in the space of luxury brands in general and i think that one of those transitions have been virtual cocktail parties Mm -hmm. um also creating experiences where the restrictions are lapsed like you know so we specifically strategically picked out miami picked out boca raton we picked out certain places in the market where we could effectively still connect with our consumers and engage with them. So if we're not doing something online virtually, like maybe a cocktail, uh, zoom party, or, uh, you know, maybe we're on the beach on South Beach, and we're giving we're doing a tasting, you know, uh, or we're doing a party or we're doing something at a program at one of the um, on premise or off premise accounts. And so I think and then curating that content from those on and off premise accounts, and then putting together an online strategy so people can still experience that event or that uh, experience that happened at a Fountain Blue or at a Prime 112, and they could be in Ohio, and they can be in Nevada, or they can be in Texas, and still have an opportunity to purchase the product by what we call creating the engagement and experience through digital content curation, where consumers can engage through click and to buy.
0: Mm And, um, you, you called him Scotty earlier. Is that, is that his nickname? Is that his nickname? Yeah.
3: So we, so yeah, so we came up with like, uh, so we like to call our team the 96 bulls.
0: Oh, and, um, yeah, I get it. I get
3: it. So so Patrick is Scotty and I'm Jordan and, uh, that's, we play off of each other. We, uh, we like to call our, the competition that we have amongst each other as mm-hmm. brothers, we like to call it the East coast, West coast, uh, competition so and we're constantly bringing new cool creative ideas to the table we're constantly challenging each other as brothers as black men and understanding that we have responsibilities within our community to help educate and to help bring opportunities to the community and so we're always constantly challenging each other on that level and it just helps us become better men better fathers and just better business businessmen
0: well you know in, in your I'm sorry go ahead Scotty
4: <laughs> no, I mean, so I'm glad you called me Scotty. I was going to say to that point with Scotty and Jordan, uh, with us, it, it to, to, to definitely to Vincent's point, um, our flagship is our champagne, and that's his baby. Uh, we like to call it. So when you get the East Coast, the champagne is definitely someone that something that he's grown That the actual brandy cognac for me is my baby. So we go East Coast West Coast. That's our little thing that we go. That's to, that's what we're our, so. about.
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but never, but never in a million years would I ever thought I would have my name on a champagne bottle. All right, all right. That's a You know what I mean? And sometimes he has to he has to snap his fingers and be like, you don't understand this is much bigger, you're down playing this, this is, you know, but we just have so far to go as a culture and a community that I always kind of like try to stay humble as possible. And I I play a lot off of him and his humbleness as well and have a lot of respect for him. So I always feel like we have more to do. We have more to do. And we just, we meet these goals mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, what else? What's next? You know? So, and I think that keeps us, um, uh, in a competitive spirit.
0: Well, I, I, I definitely uh, applaud you all for, for entering the space, you know, because you know, you're, you're both businessmen you, and you're, you could have, you, you could have started um, invested in Tesla or, or some kind of um, you know company that is is a little bit more mainstream and and more accepting, I would say in these the spirits and, and the wine industry, boy, it's lack diversity. It is lack diversity in a big way. And I've been in this industry for 15 years. I've been a part of like trying to improve diversity. And to see you all come into the industry like you have, it's very exciting for me because you all are opening you know new doors you know that would would have been otherwise closed and and I know uh, I know there's a there's a lot of movement and it's so much better today than it was 15 years ago. It's so much better today, but there is so much work to do. And you know you know throughout your literature, throughout your, um, you know, just even talking with you all today, you know, you talk about, you know, humanity and about quality of life and improving, you know, diversity in the industry. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. And, you know, how how has it been stepping into uh, the space and what what would you like to see change?
3: Uh, Scotty, you want to you want to take that and I'll I'll, I'll circle behind you.
4: No, I think that for us, especially for myself, um, coming in this industry, Fred, you, you've been in the industry for 15 years, and, and there's going to be a lot to learn from. I'm pretty sure after this, this podcast, we're definitely going to continue to keep in touch um, as we are two young individuals, and entrepreneurs that love this space and love to learn from it. It's so much to take in. And we've had conversations with guys where it's been in this space for 25 plus years that are still learning because it's an ever forever growing market sector, and I think that with the pandemic, it's just made the challenges even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see beer sales are down, but uh, the actual champagne sales are at a, at a certain peak, but it's going back up, and then the actual cognac, uh, brandy sector, and bourbon it's going up, so we're looking at those numbers, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's new, and it's a it's a new challenge for most of us, especially guys like in the industry
3: yeah, and I think to play on what Scotty just said, he's absolutely correct. And I think for us, it's really to just to be disruptive and to help create uh, opportunities more for people who look like us. There needs to be more, um, you know, Arnods in the industry that own in spirit space, especially the way that we are consuming as a culture, um, the amount of revenue that's being spent by certain sectors in the communities. Um, there needs to be more people that speak uh to our people. And I think for us, you know, we like to consider ourselves an aspirational lifestyle brand, right? So mm-hmm. we're not really in the business of champagne and conya. We're just in the business of lifestyle. And creating these experiences to allow people to aspire to be the better versions of themselves. And so when you see us aligning ourselves with Porsche or Bentley or Rose Royce and we're doing these integrated events with them, it is really to bring a different narrative to the community. And also to There's a core audience for us. We understand that the 21-year-old is a consumer for us in America, specifically, and we like to capture those guys as soon as they get at that age. And We we understand what that core demographic of consumers like and what they like to look at, and they're socially conscious, they're environmentally conscious, and these are things that we look at for long term because we like to look at ourselves as a legacy brand.
0: I like that. I like that, and, and you know there there is uh, you know the the one thing that I will say is that it does I I do hate that I know you all have are doing nicely, but I hate that you know I can't say come with me to tales of the cocktail, uh, come with me to the Manhattan cocktail classic, or or the uh, Brooklyn bartenders convention things like that. There's so many things that well you all have been. Um, while well, you're doing well and you're having these experiences, there's so many things within the industry that are just closed off because of the pandemic. And I hate that for you, but it sounds like, you know, you all are just doing, by the way, as I'm opening the, uh, you know, the champagne.
4: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> we
3: got we to gotta clap. We got to, he uh, pops the bottle. It's our way of clapping for him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, still,
0: oh. still, still got it. So, uh, as I, as I pour this, I want to, I want to talk, cause I do, I do a lot of music, like, uh, my past guests have been like ludicrous and killer Mike. Uh, love- that was a tough pour there. Uh, but, uh, I want to talk to you all about music because you have integrated a lot of musicians into, you know, some of your events. Talk about, uh, who you've been working with and, you know, how music might play a bigger role, in your uh in your company
3: yeah for sure um what well, we believe is a company that music is universal and i think it's a language that speaks to every person on the planet and music also saves a lot of people's lives and souls you no, know that's a lot of truth, times yeah. when people get into you know you know you can name some of the greats bob marley and tupac and whitney houston and some of these artists that we've all fallen in love with over our lifetime. Uh, music is a, a great, it brings people together, almost like sports, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've we've found ourselves in some very interesting positions with some artists and we've worked with many, many artists across the board. We've done events with many, many celebrities and artists across the board. I mean, we did, you know, we worked with artists like, uh, French Montana, The Weeknd, Selena Gomez, Paris Hilton. We've done events with the Kardashians. Um, you know, you name it. You know, Dwayne Wade, uh, Nene Leakes. I mean, the list of of some of the you know Alec Baldwin, the Baldwin brothers. I mean, some of the some of the names and celebrities that we've uh, been able to be blessed to 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 be around and to associate ourselves with. Uh, is uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting for a very young brand. And in fact, I, I believe that we're probably associated more to more celebrities and influencers than any other brand currently, any new brand currently in the market. And um, we're just going to continue to get bigger and better and do. Some I mean, secret. when you
0: could, when you could, when you could name drop French Montana and the Kardashians. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, that's like, uh, yeah, no big deal. We're uh, we're just hanging with the Kardashians and French uh, <laughs> <Prince> Montana.
4: <laughs> no, but Fred, also, too, you know, for, for my point of music, I think that uh, that this is what this company is about. It's it's about bringing people together and having them enjoy their experience. Um, I think that both Will, William and I are a big uh, music genre, and I think that we're open to a bunch of music, and, and I think that we're not tuned in to just one Demographic of certain music or genre, um, so I think that it speaks to what we build mm-hmm. as a company. All right,
0: so, all right, so, all right, <laughs> so who who is your who's your favorite artist? Your favorite new artist right now? I'll let
3: Jordan. My favorite new artist. Company? Yeah, so
0: so let's say you know they've hit the scene the last couple years.
3: Uh, I would say I like I like Davies. I like young Paris. I like, um, you know, there's a lot of underground talent. And, and as I'm a big, my my ear goes very far when it comes to music. And so I'm very universal in that space. But I think those are right now on my deck. I got, I'm playing Davies. I'm playing, you know, French Montana, these guys, um, Drake, of course. Um, you know, so th- those are my new and old. I
4: think. <laughs> For a new one, it'd be little baby for me. I think he's been the hottest. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you have to kind of give him credit, and I think he's been doing a, a phenomenal job. And I think he's gonna be a promising kid for sure.
0: Yeah. One one I'll throw at you to check out. He just did something with French Montana. Uh Jack Harlow from uh from Louisville.
3: Oh, we, oh, we like Jack. We, we were looking at Jack on New Year's New Year's Day oh, nice. Route, Route 44. I know the I know the title of the song awesome
0: <laughs> but he's, yeah. uh, he's uh he's uh he's a big he's a big spirits fan and uh kentucky you know, kid yeah he's a kentucky boy and we don't we don't get a lot of uh musical talent you know out there at least no. in that at least in that genre no nah, i
4: honestly think he's gonna he's gonna he's literally surprising he uh jordan actually put me on to him i was listening to him on new year's but i think he has a promising career for sure he's
0: yeah he's super- i mean
4: he, he reminds
3: me of like the logic oh wow
4: yeah,
3: that's big. Wow. Which that's is big.
0: big. You know, I just you know, you see these you see these uh young guys come up and you always like, Come on, man, stay with it, you know. Follow <laughs> stay with it. Don't don't oh, go trying- down the wrong path, you know, it's you get nervous. Yeah, no, you sure,
4: get especially nervous. the ones you like that are talented. You well you know, know, it's a
3: it's a very short career, lived career, and then only a very few get that 10, 20 year, you know, or a lifetime. Yeah run, you know.
0: You know, I look at like uh like Run the Jewels and, you know, I'm friends with Killer Mike and just seeing like what what, you know, he's what he's doing, what he's been able to do over his career and it's just it's just amazing, you know, when you get that kind of longevity. Yeah, um, Killer
3: Mike, Killer Mike is more like so underground to me, more underground, but he is a legend in the South. I mean, you can't really mention him without not mentioning like David Banner or Outkast you know, the, those guys. And so those guys are, we, you know, we're all Southern boys. So those guys are iconic and we grew up on those guys. We can you believe, old,
0: can you believe outcast is considered old school now? I mean, I know, right. Ask a ask
3: a <laughs> 16 year old if they ever heard of outcast. They'll be like, <laughs> no, but we Stop. heard a little Yachty.
0: Oh man. So Jordan, tell me about this blend. I know it's got some Chardonnay in it. What What is this? Uh, this is, by the way, it's, it's, the bubbles are are still going, and this is uh by the this is some some good action there, and, and I really I want I want to eat some oysters with this. <laughs> I, w- I want some oysters with this right now.
3: Absolutely. So you look what you're looking at is you're looking at 20 percent Pinot Noir, you know about 64 percent of Chardonnay, and about 16 percent of Pinot Noir. So that's that is the makeup of this uh, elegant. Mm-hmm. Uh, rose premier Krug and uh we like to call this our baby and um from from this obviously is our flagship product but um i think that uh, the world's gonna enjoy this one i think we're i think we're on to something
0: yeah, yeah so this is this is really coming down to me like it's breaking down to being like very fruity very like uh very crisp and and it's mm-hmm. you know there was a time, you know. Now I'm known more for spirits, but in my an early point of my career, you know, 2008 to 2012, I was really in focused a lot on wine, and I spent I spent a ton of time studying growers champagne, and it reminds me of some of those. So, like, this is, uh, you know, def- definitely delicious. Now, this is available. This is available nationwide.
3: Yeah, so this is available through ReserveBar.com and also on BillionairesRow.com. We will be on the first activating uh, new online retailers to tackle the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So our our new strategy is really to focus the bulk of our sales online through your Wine.coms, your ReserveBars.coms, okay, um, et cetera, and, you know, just continue creating amazing experiences and content to continue driving sales and then hopefully praying that we get through this and that everyone gets their their vaccinations and we can all go back to a normal life.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I I feel like, you know, every uh, category is hurt by not having events, but I feel like champagne is crushed because this is what we break out for a celebration. It's what we break out when we're, you know getting together with family and you know it's put a it's put a real dent in uh in my wife's morning uh cocktails you know because she loves having a little uh, little fizz in the morning on vacation anyway <laughs>
3: <laughs> so well, you know it, go ahead it, it's a little bit better when you're able to drive up the block and have it at your uh ritz carlton or you know uh, you know a nice restaurant or something like that rather than sometimes doing it in your in your living room or in your kitchen you know the experience is a little different.
0: And now I, I just did uh, you might have seen me pouring. I just poured the the brandy in with the champagne. Now there's a classic cocktail in bourbon called the Seelbach. It's very similar to that but honestly the there's a lot of flavor uh, congruities between the two. Let's uh, let's go in, see how it is. Oh damn! Oh, that's good.
4: I <laughs> love it. Love
0: it. Uh, <laughs> now, are you? Are do you all have the champagne and brandy on you right now? Can you all make this little? Can you make an improv cocktail for me?
4: See what you think. That's on the spot, I would have to go get. some bottles, I have, Pat. I have the champagne over there, but it's it <laughs> it's in a glass vase.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that to you. But uh, yeah, this is this is really delicious. Uh, I'd like to actually throw some bitters in it, but I'm gonna play around with this. I think this has got some. uh, That'll be
3: neat. That'll be very. Got some legs to
0: it. Now, one of the one of the things about like uh, I definitely want to talk to you all was you know outside of the outside of the spirits industry, you know we have a lot of people who listen to the show who are in business and. You know, they're looking for opportunities all the time. And you all are both like, you know, high level investors and both did, you know, have have really storied careers with the things you've done. What are a few tips you can give people right now outside of following Elon Musk on uh, Twitter about GameStop uh, regarding like, you know, how (laughs) (laughs) I know what a what a story, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, what, what are what are some tips you can give like people looking to make money in the market? Is there a place that they can invest in, you know, that, that they may not even think about? Like maybe it's a spirits company, maybe it's a restaurant. I mean, I don't know. We give some. Do you have any tips that you know to help people out out there? To uh, yeah, absolutely.
3: First, I think you should probably look at Billionaire's Row. Um, and I say that the reason why I say that is because if you look at the market. There's really only four or five ways cur- during this pandemic that you can actually make a ton of money um, and feel comfortable. And we like to think that adult beverages is one of those. It's a recession-proof market. You see the sales actually shoot up. Legislation has actually changed in every major city to accommodate
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, consumers to purchase adult beverages. Um, I also, you know, the, the crypto space, you know, um, I am an advisor to Brock Pierce, who runs the Bitcoin foundation and crypto and Etrium also, that's a, a, an avenue, but it's a long play for consumer. If they're going to invest in the crypto space um, or even creating your own crypto and um, in, in playing in that space. Um, but, but what major companies are doing and what I've been watching through market trend is major, 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 major companies have been investing in the alcohol space. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have, the PPE space that is also another avenue where people have become wealthy overnight by selling gloves and selling a uh, masks and doing things that you know people have never been through this type of pandemic before and so the industry shifted and all the money pretty much in America went to preparing us to protect ourselves mm-hmm. um and so you have that um industry as well and then you have the cannabis industry which um you know, is now booming. And they say now it's going to be a uh, $20 billion uh, uh, industry in the private sector just for entrepreneurs by the year 2024. And last but not least, um, water. Water. Um, Like bottled water? Like water. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the global market, um, there is a water crisis that's happening all around the world. Let's take the Middle East, for example, which is a complete desert. Their water has to be shipped in. They have a high rate of diabetes, high rate of illness due to lack of purified water. Uh, South Africa, which has a huge water crisis. California also, which uh, regulates how much water you can actually use at your home. And also too, they've just um, taken water and put it on the market as a commodity. And so I'm watching certain things in the, in the industry that are going to change and water is going to be an, a, a big one uh, where, you know, you need it to survive. Right. And so right. Um, and we are we are heavily invested in that space um, as well and will be the next product that we release. Uh, in fact, you know, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek here. Um, it'll be the next product that we release. And this is this is Billionaire's Row water, uh, which is, as you can see, pretty much already done and ready to go. But one thing really special about this product is that it is biodegradable. It is um, 100 percent renewable energy bottle. Um, Most plastic and we like to think that we're socially conscious, but most plastic uh, doesn't dissolve for 250, 300 years. This actually dissolves in four years, the microbes inside the bottle allow it to completely dissolve itself. And so we're just in the R&D space completing all of our research and development to make sure when we enter the market space, we know what we're talking about, we know what we're doing, but we're a very socially conscious brand. We understand what young people like and what they want. We're a cool brand. And so, you know, if I were to give advice on what you some of the businesses that you would invest in or look to would be cannabis, would be water, energy, right? So so biodegradable, renewable energy. Water, uh, crypto, and adult beverages.
0: So, uh, (laughs) taking care of the environment while getting a little happy. I like it. (laughs) Yes.
4: (laughs) I I had to say something real quick to the consumers that are actually watching this. And and you said something that touched most of us. We're going through a crisis. um, And that's one thing that we some of those listeners were in those shoes um, years ago. And we would like to have that message that you can do it. Uh, we'd like to inspire other guys. They, you know, you can do anything in this world. And if we have to inspire anyone to do it, um, that's that's our mission and that's our core value as a company.
0: Well, I love that, and I actually uh, I can relate to that. You know, I became in large part I became a writer because my English teacher said I couldn't write, and so I and since then I've written seven books, and uh, I'm a bestseller and all and, and, a lot of stuff like got- that and and i think i think some of it is like you know you you all have like a desire you know to to help and you know push you know push a socially conscious uh agenda and you know and that's we need more of that in the world right now but now that you are your your feet first into the spirits industry you've got a brandy do you have do you have any other spirits on the horizon, or a beer, or a wine, anything else in the in the beverage category? Well,
3: you know, we're, we're, we're gonna hold some stuff very close. We're gonna hold some stuff very close to us. But we are we are, <laughs> we are looking at uh, we are looking at some some options. Um, we've been approached by some very uh, big houses, and you know, it's, for us, it's conversation. But I think most importantly, it is about the synergy. Um, we're big on that and uh, you know if it if it's organic for us and that synergy fits then we will we will take those steps and uh, i think we're in the right direction. We've got some surprises though for the world.
0: Nice. Now i'm curi- i am curious about like how how your products are coming together because listen i i i am a taster, I'm a critic and i i see, you know, people come and go but you typically You know, I mean, you you have two home runs coming out here with the champagne and and the brandy, in my opinion. Uh, Who do you have tasting and selecting your stuff? You know, do you have a process there? Do you have a tasting panel or how's that working?
3: Yeah, I mean, we definitely go through that rigorous process uh, where we have a trusted group of individuals that we take through that process that we trust um, that'll give us their opinion about what their thoughts are with the brand, um, and with the, with the product. We like to think that billionaires rose is an awesome brand. uh, and I think we can sell pretty much anything, but what we don't want to do is we don't want to give anyone product that is not worthy. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I want to, I want my experience to be their experience and my taste buds are very, very, very high, very unique. And I like a certain type of lifestyle. And so does Scotty. And so, a lot of the times we play off of each other, but we do trust our back office and we trust our confidants and our advisors, mm-hmm. you know, hey, here's what we think you guys can tweak. Here's what we think you guys should do. Don't do. And we lean to them for that.
0: Well, I, I applaud I applaud you for that because it's, it's working. I'm sorry, Scotty. I didn't mean to interrupt you there.
4: No, I was going to say for, for me, I, I'm a customer service driven guy. Um, so we, we listen to our customers. Um, they're always going to be right. Um, they're the ones that are going to keep our company um, and, and 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 enjoy this journey with us when it comes to experience. So, for us, it's it's always listening to the customers as well too, and getting their feedback. and And we've been getting a lot of positive feedback. We feel good about it.
0: Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of new companies that you know talk to talk, but you know their product sucks, and uh, that's definitely not the case with you all. And it's uh, the champagne. The champagne's excellent. But I, I, to me, the brandy is the brandy and the champagne together. I'm telling you all you're, you're missing on this beautiful, like marriage. It's like, it's, it's, it's really, really nice. I want to, I want to play with this. I want to send you a couple of recipes. I'm just going to play with this at home and uh, come up with some ideas. But uh, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And, you know, I, I think that um, you all add an incredible element You know, moving forward to the spirits industry, and I cannot wait for you to be able to come to a spirits industry conference where you can tell your story. Um, But um, you know, you're you're crushing it as it is. Not that you need the spirits industry support, but it's it it would be very exciting to see you at Tells of the Cocktail, telling your story, or one of the other spirits conventions.
4: Friday Friday, Friday, if if it's an invitation, we're there.
0: You've got an open invitation for me any, any time.
3: Definitely. We're, we'll be I really, really appreciate you for having us uh, on your platform, and uh, and we just want to let uh, everyone who's listening in that you guys can follow us on social media at Billionaires Row, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the same, Billionaires Row. You can go to billionairesrow.com to purchase the product, reservebar.com to purchase the product. If you guys have any questions, feel free to DM us, drop us a line and email any questions that you have in the world, if we can answer, we can. If we don't, we'll guide you to our lawyers, whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we're really thankful, Fred, for you having us here on this platform. It's a huge platform, and it's an honor for us. And so thank you so much for having
0: well, us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Last question for you, since you brought up Jordan, is Jordan better than LeBron?
3: Jordan is better than LeBron.
0: Thank you. I would agree. <laughs> thank you. And on that on that note, we we have a trifecta here. We have we have an agreement of three that Jordan is better than, better than LeBron. The emails I will get from that comment. <laughs> Again, I hope you enjoyed that. It was a very different style of a conversation that I normally have on this show, but I thought it was important because you know they're a new brand. They're starting in a pandemic and they've got so many ties to music and this incredible investment background. I thought it's just fascinating for me, really, to talk to two gentlemen who are so successful and are jumping into the spirits game feet first. They're also, I'd say, some disruptors, so keep a lookout for them. And by the way, I'm not kidding. That brandy and that champagne are both very good, so give that a shot when you can. And I do recommend the brandy and champagne cocktail. That was yummy. Add some orange bitters to it as well. That was the final thing that I did that put it over the top. So a pour of champagne, an ounce of the brandy, and a dash of orange bitters. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure you are following us on all the social medias. Just search for my name, Fred Minnick. I'm actually on vacation this week, so I'm not as responsive as I normally am. But if you hit me up on any of the social medias, I typically try to get back to you. But I appreciate you listening. Be safe out there. No licking handrails. No licking trash cans. Or remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers.
1: You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskeys, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.